And just like that, welcome back into the studio. You got Josh Carey here. You're tuned right into the Justly Impact. Injustly.com, encouraging you to invest your principal with principal. And I'm not riding solo today. I got my, my co-host here. It's the CEO of Justly. It's Paul Carlson Willis. How you doing, Paul? You ready? I'm ready, Josh. Thanks for having me back after my first one. I must have done something right. Something right. You know, I want to get right into this dialogue because this, as you know, this is such an important conversation. Not to take away from the other conversations, but I know so many of us can relate. It's on a broad spectrum. It's about heart, heart disease. Right. And I know we can all probably relate to to some personal story where heart disease plays a part, whether uh, for ourselves or certainly for our loved ones or somebody we know. Um, we have uh, Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum joining us, Paul. Give us the setup of what you know and what we can expect, because this is truly an extraordinary dialogue we're going to have. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, we're lucky. we got a rock star in this business, um, someone that's come up um, through all the various big hospitals and teaching hospitals, um, been a minority in her space as far as um, the various people she's worked with and, and then decided to really make an impact. And the only way she could make the impact is go off and form her own company uh, to focus on women's heart disease. And I think there's going to be some statistics here today that uh, we will go over that will shock most people listening in. Uh, it certainly did me when I started reading um, various elements of uh, Dr. Suzanne's um, biography. Um, I think I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of surprises here and, and a really, really good example to a lot of young professional women who are looking to to make an inroads and and a difference in the in various businesses yeah she's a um she's a more than two decade um cardiologist in some of new york's biggest hospitals a spokesperson for the american heart association it goes on and on but let's bring her right onto the show welcome dr suzanne thank you for joining us for this important discussion Thank you so much for having me. It's great being here with you. Likewise, one of the most fascinating statistics I heard, tell me if I have this right, is it true that women die from heart disease more than all other cancers combined? It is absolutely true. And is, what's so scary is that one in three women die of heart disease. And we've been quoting that statistic for the last 20 years without a huge significant dent. Now, is there anything different? Because obviously you're focusing um, on the women's side. Is there any difference or similarities we need to just get out of the way between men and women when we're talking about this? There are, and most people don't know this. And I think yeah. this is part of why the statistics are like this, because we always thought of heart disease as a man's disease and not a woman's disease. And it oftentimes presents more subtly in women instead of sort of that Hollywood heart attack of an elephant sitting on the chest and a man sweating blue in the face. 
you know, women can have more subtle symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, jaw pain, back pain, and they don't always realize that it's their heart. But the similarities lie in the fact that major risk factors like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, being overweight, not exercising, poor diet, all of those things impact both men and women. But there are other things that impact women Things like adverse outcomes of pregnancy, having preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, stress, depression has a larger impact on women. And believe it or not, the inflammatory response that happens from stress really can impact women's hearts. It's so important to overall understand that how a woman's life happens, whether or not she has problems with pregnancy, miscarriages, anything like that, it is going to impact her heart at some point. And men just don't have that. Hmm. I got to tell you, I took control of my health about five years ago. Uh, I went to the doctor, had high cholesterol. And from that moment on, um, that's when it was a wake up call for me because my father um, had, uh, you know, triple or quadruple bypass some years ago. Thankfully, he's still with us today, but I understand we lived through that. And I just wanted to be around as long as possible for my children because I understand that, you know, this is, this is no joke. Um, tell me about the, is there any quote-unquote stigma around this? Is this why some of your work is so valuable and important? That's such a great question. I want to tell you one important statistic. 80% of the time, heart disease is preventable. So what you did for yourself, getting that cholesterol checked and changing your life is the hugest deal. Now, when you think about it, if you don't do that and you end up with heart disease, you know what happens? People start feeling really guilty. And so there is this stigma that exists that women feel like if I tried harder, if I did better, if I did more, because women are always taking care of everyone else and they put themselves last. So if they kind of put themselves on the list, would they have prevented this? And there's a lot of guilt around it. What's, what's really interesting is there's one study that shows when women go to their primary care provider they don't even talk to them about heart disease, but they talk to them about their weight. They talk to them about their external appearance versus what's going on internally, the blood pressure, the cholesterol, are you at risk for heart disease? And this is a research study that was done. So there's a lot of odd stigma around the whole story. And the one thing I want all women to know is no matter who you are, what you look like, if you have a heart, you're at risk for heart disease. 70% of the time, women don't even know they're sick or they're at risk. And 80% of the time, there is something that every woman can do about it to prevent disease. And that's why I started my company. Paul, you were nodding along. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and, and it's amazing. You know, I got some stats here, like, you know, every minute uh, heart disease kills a, a, a woman and you don't hear about it right as I, as i say we we talked about this before we come on that the you hear about cancer all the time and it could, does this does this and suddenly you know you talk about breast cancer is is something that you you hear a lot about with women's diseases but you don't hear about 
heart disease. And you start looking at some uh, other numbers that you gave us, Dr. Suzanne, with the amount of money that the NIH spends per woman, which is around 17 cents to four, $4 for a man. Is that, again, just because of the elements that you said earlier that people or doctors or people are not aware that women suffer as much as they do? Or is it just the case that there's more money put aside for men and this is more of a male-female thing? It's actually worse than that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it, but when we look at major research trials and we look at the NIH, that's really our government funding research. So you're talking about that, where the dollars go to and how little dollars do go to studying women and heart disease. Here's the craziest thing. Women haven't even been included in the trials to actually even been studied. And they weren't mandated to do that until 2015, which was like yesterday in research times. So when you look at this big picture, we have a big problem in our setup. The research isn't there. Women were not required to be part of the research from the science side. Doctors actually have never been taught about women and heart disease in medical school, and then women themselves don't know. So when we have those three-pronged issues, that's why we're sitting here and having this conversation. And again, that is why I launched this company. I've been having this conversation for 20 years. The fact that I'm still having this conversation is just shocking, and it just drove me to say, We've got to do something differently because what we've been doing isn't having enough of an impact. So Dr. Suzanne, you touched touched that, you know, you've been doing this for for 20 years. Can you tell us how you decided to, to become a doctor and then to specialize in this area? Well, let me tell you that when I started, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I wasn't sure. And I was on rotations. You know, you have to rotate through all the different specialties in your training. And I was in the emergency room. And there was one day, there was a 53-year-old woman. She was wheeled into the ER. She was very sick, sweating, holding her chest, holding her stomach. She was nauseous, vomiting. And she was put in the corner of the emergency room. Under The doctors that I respected so much who were teaching me, she was given the diagnosis of gastroenteritis, inflammation of the stomach, where she proceeded to have a heart attack right in front of our eyes. I want you to know it was that moment. You know, Oprah Winfrey talks about this aha moment, like everything slowed down. And I said, that's it. This is what I have to do. I'm going to go into women and heart disease. But here's what happened. I tracked down the chief of cardiology. I said to him, I wanna do a women in heart disease fellowship. And he looked at me and he goes, there's no such thing. And I thought about it and I said, well, if we prevent heart disease in women, then then they won't get sick. And I said, I wanna do a preventive fellowship. And he looked at me and he goes, there's no such thing. Well, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and he created, a fellowship, a preventive cardiology 
cardiology fellowship for me that was standardized nationally. Um, and I was one of the first preventive cardiology fellows in this country, really looking at lifestyle intervention, diet, exercise, the impact of stress management, and ran a program, a cardiac rehab program, um, and became one of the youngest directors in New York running that program to really look at the impact of how we choose to live on our lives. Realizing that if you give people the tools, if you give them the understanding that they can get better on their own, they'll do it if they understand the why, the how, and the outcomes are going to make a difference. And my tech platform addresses all of those things. You're the CEO and founder of Heart Tech Health, and you're creating the uh, Odesso Wellness Digital Platform. What specifically can a woman expect to, to gain from engaging with your platform? The first thing is what we're all talking about, which is awareness. A woman will understand her own personal risk of heart disease. Within 12 minutes, a self-reported quiz will let her know hmm. if she's at risk. Because one study showed that although in this one survey, 90 plus percent of women knew they that heart disease was the number one risk of all women, only 13% of them said it was her own personal problem. So we create awareness, accountability, education, empowerment, and really the tools to, um, on a daily basis, change their lives for the better. Paul? I, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, actually, when we were, we were talking about uh, your career and the amazing work that you've done, did you find that there were a lot of other women in the same position as you, or were you one amongst many men as you were coming up through your career? And and did that did those that that information lead to you forming this company and and moving forward in this direction? When I first started, I was really one of the very few women, but I was so focused on what I wanted to do. Um, I remember early on when I said, we're going to start a woman's program, I was actually pulled into a room by one of the male doctors and he closed the door and he said, this is a marketing strategy, isn't it? And I thought, oh my goodness, we have a lot of work to do. So it wasn't just about the women. It was also about educating the doctors. And it was constantly standing up and telling the statistics and explaining the story. And there were a lot of the male cardiologists that basically were not interested, did not think it mattered. They thought that the way that they were approaching women's hearts was the right way. And that's because we didn't have all the information but it was very clear to me very early on that how those women were being treated um, and research shows they were being misdiagnosed. They weren't given the same medications that men are given. They weren't given the life-saving treatments that the male patients were given. And so this was a lot of pushing, pushing, pushing back to the male cardiologists. I can tell you now 
Um, American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. We launched February 1st. I'm still involved with them. And I look around the room and there's a lot more women cardiologists. There are a lot more people on board. It's been a 20-year message. It's definitely getting out there. Um, there are a lot of women cardiologists in this country who run programs for women's cardiology. So we are definitely moving in the right direction. It's not fast enough for me. It's not disruptive enough for me. Um, and I, I suppose that when you're a certain kind of person, you become an entrepreneur of a tech company. Um, and when you're a different kind of person, you do it in a different way. And for me, um, it's always been solution-based. It's always been impact-based. And it's always been, how do I get this out to every woman of every walk of life across the world as quickly as I possibly can? And Josh, something to be aware of that was interesting there um, that you said, Dr. Suzanne, is, is this a marketing tool? And you hear that a lot when you start talking about impact investing, impact companies, ESG companies, the belief it's kind of there just for marketing and, and not for substance. And again, we've spoken about this many times, Josh, with, with other uh, people in this space who are making an impact today that there are a lot of really, really good companies out there, amazing entrepreneurs like Dr. Suzanne, who are really making a difference. And, and I applaud you for that, uh, Dr. Suzanne. Can you, you mentioned to us before we come on air that you felt that you had to make this move, that you were kind of part of the problem. And by doing this, you could make that impact. Could you explain that a little bit more? Sure. You know, it, it's twofold. The medical system in this country is focused on disease. They know exactly what to do when there's a problem and they can do things to fix disease. I don't believe that's the right model. If we don't focus on prevention, we're just going to take care of sick people. If we really talk about heart care being the new self-care, that there are 80% 80, 80 of the time there are preventive strategies we can all put in place to prevent people from getting sick, why doesn't that make sense? And part of it, I hate to say it, comes down to money. How do hospitals make money? By sick people, not by healthy people. And so if you change the model, hmm. it becomes a really interesting business for some parts of the healthcare system, but not for others. And in the hospitals, they, uh, they don't like prevention as much as people should. There's something so chilling, Dr. Suzanne, about that statement, especially coming from someone in your position. Uh, me as the layperson, I hear that every now and again, that, you know, drug companies, they don't want the cure, right? Because of what we're talking about, then how do they sell the drugs? How do we, where, where do we go from that? I believe education and self-empowerment and self-advocacy are the most important tools. And one of the things that I really made sure to do in the platform designed for women is to have them have the language to speak to physicians to get what they need for prevention. It's not just blood, high blood pressure causes heart diseases, 
take this into your doctor so you get what you need so you don't get sick, so you don't get misdiagnosed, you don't get ignored, you don't get dismissed. We have heard, and this, again, trials, I'm quoting scientific trials, women get sent home for the e from the ER with the diagnosis of anxiety and stress, having the same symptoms as a man who will get admitted to the hospital with a heart attack, potential of a heart attack. The same script was read by a woman actress and a male actor. And the man stayed in the hospital and the woman was discharged with anxiety. So what I've created is the script for that woman to get the help she needs from her doctor. Josh, you should see your face, buddy. You are in complete <laughs> shock as I am. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. you hear these sayings and you're like, it can't be real, especially, you know, in 2023, right? You would expect that, you know, things have changed. Um, yeah, Josh, your face was... was well, I'm... This is, it, it's just such a, it's such an important conversation. Like I said, it happens to uh, hit home personally for a variety of reasons. I love it. And who better than someone like Dr. Suzanne, who is certainly at the top of her game representing all of this. So I'm just, like you said, Paul, I am just eating this up. Dr. Suzanne, for the listener who's tuning in right now, what is the first step she can take? What should she do today and tomorrow going forward? I think every woman needs to understand that her heart health is in her control. And the first thing that she needs to do is understand her risk factors. We, we say through the American Heart Association, know your numbers. I say through Adesso, my software platform, understand who you are in your life understand every aspect of what increases your risk of heart disease so you know how to address it. And that's not only knowing blood pressure and cholesterol and sugars, but to really take an analysis, journal, what are you eating? How are you eating? You know, there's so many women who are like, oh, I'm, I really eat healthy, except maybe at like midnight when I have just like a quart of ice cream and like half a bottle of wine. It's like, really? Because that doesn't sound great. And I think becoming a real honest, like journalist of our own lives, you know, women just went through a lot in COVID. We all went through a lot, but women really got hit hard, taking care of their kids, being teachers, going to work, cleaning the house, cooking. I mean, this is the traditional roles that we hear about, but it turned out that women ended up going back to those traditional roles and teaching their kids and going to work. And the stress that they've endured during COVID has really been having a huge impact. And we're actually, get ready for this one. We're seeing an increase in heart disease in women less than 55 years old. And I believe in the next five years, those stats are gonna go up because what women went through during COVID is going to have an impact on their hearts. And I think within a five to 10 year period, that's when we're going to see those statistics change. I think women need to understand the stress, the depression, the anxiety, the caretaking role. I think they need to understand their family history and really have an understanding that having a mom and dad with heart issues 
really increases her risk. And I think that women try really hard um, to keep it all together, but I think that's destructive for them. And they need to understand that they have to make themselves a priority in going to the doctor and getting checked the same way that they would get a mammogram. They need to go to the doctor and get checked for heart disease. Yeah, it's um, like you say, uh, the mammogram and and being ahead of these things. Um, my wife did that uh, early last year and was able to catch uh, breast cancer very, very early. So I can understand the importance of doing all of these things and doing it quickly um, and, and being aware of it. And I think that was the key thing that you said. It's, you know, a lot of women will make sure their kids go to the hospital, make sure their kids go and see their doctor, make sure their husbands go, right. make sure they do. And the last person that they even think about looking after is themselves. And I think that needs to change drastically. And I think it's the, your, your new uh, company and your new tool will do a lot towards uh, helping women manage that and get ahead of that. We also are focusing on the primary care provider. We're focusing on the doctors that are taking care of women, that women have access to, that they're going to regularly. Women don't have a cardiologist and they don't necessarily need one, but they need a practitioner who's focused on the issues that matter to her heart. And after 20 years of research and thousands of women I've taken care of and a pilot program I put through my own patients, um, we have seen almost a 60% reduction in cardiovascular risk, putting them through the clinical program. So we created a clinical practice program for primary care providers to really know that step-by-step -step algorithm of testing and also to know what to do with the results and how to create really a personalized preventive strategy for women. 44% of women by age 20 will have some form of heart disease. And when we look at something like preeclampsia, you know, what happens during women during pregnancy? With preeclampsia, 75% of those women are going to have cardiovascular disease in their lives. And it could show up as soon as five to 10 years. And so if we don't really make young women, we're not talking about older women. We're not talking about, you know, we used to think of this as an old person's disease. If we don't look at women in their, their childbearing years and say, hey, it's time to pay attention. And also the perimenopausal women and menopausal women, we never talked about menopause in this country till recently because of tech companies that started addressing menopause. Menopause is now a conversation and women who have hot flashes, which is a very typical symptom of menopause, have an increased risk of heart disease and they don't even know it. So getting back to my platform, Adesso, we make women understand who they are in their lives. If they're having hot flashes, they're at risk of heart disease. They never were told this. They never knew this. If they're going through menopause, they're at risk. They were never told these things. So it's again about education and it's about empowerment. And once women have those two things, then they can advocate for themselves. And that's what I want for all women to have the voice 
the platform, the words to stand up for themselves and get what they need. This is why you say heart care is the new self-care. Absolutely love that, Dr. Suzanne. Before we part, how can somebody step right into your world and uh, in engage in the Adesso Wellness Digital Platform? I am so excited because you guys are some of the first people I'm telling this to, but we are launching our forward-facing platform. So we definitely have a business, but we are in the business of impact. And we are launching a platform for all women to come on, to get their information, to take a, a little test, a quiz, to really understand who they are in their lives. And it's called adesso.health. And it's launching in two weeks. And I cannot wait to get all women's feedback about what they think of about adesso.health. We're also on Instagram at myadesso. Adesso means now in Italian. And I say, if the time is not now, I don't know when it is. And what I ask is for all women to say and know what is there now. And there now is their reason for taking care of themselves, for wanting to live a healthy, vital life. And we ask women that question. So join us in uh, in knowing you're now part of Adesso on adesso.health and on Instagram at myadesso. Absolutely love it. Paul, take us home. Any final thoughts? I, I it, It's amazing. Um, as, as you know, Josh, I love my job. Uh, being part of the CEO of Justly, and it's meeting people like Dr. Suzanne, who are just enlightening, enlightening me, if that's a word, um, and just, as I say, following their dreams, right? And you and I, Josh, have spoken to many, but people were following their dreams and making sure that they make an impact. And everything that we've heard today has been um, amazing. As I say, I think anyone listening to this certainly has learned a lot. And I think what Dr. Suzanne's doing will make a huge difference going forward. I agree. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, especially thank our amazing guest, Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to invest in adesso.health, that's the Adesso Wellness Digital Platform. You can visit investjustly.com, an impact broker dealer with investment banking and crowdfunding services. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much, Dr. Suzanne. We're going to do it again before real soon. We'll see you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you.